The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Four oh six on the Central Coast. It is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. Thanks for joining us. Later on this hour, Tess Duffy and Andrew Sewell join us from the San Luis Obispo Symphony. They've got some big events coming up. Michael Aaron Woody will be here during the 5 o'clock hour. Jerry Shea at 6 o'clock. Uh, Connie and Clint Pierce tomorrow. County Supervisor Don Ortiz leg on Friday. I know we're busy, but we'll get through it all. First, uh, always good to spend time with the one, the only Mr. Joe Brittingham for the Brittingham Financial Group, who joins us once again. Joe, good afternoon. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. How are you, sir? Doing great. Another great day. Beautiful out there today. Yeah. A little chilly. Yeah. How's it's it? nice to see the sun. How about a disclaimer? Oh, thanks. Yes. Um, Dave, thank you for having me on your show, per usual. Is that um, part of the disclaimer? These are my opinions, <laughs> not necessarily those of LPL Financial, which is the broker-dealer I, I clear through. Member FINRA and SIPC securities are, are cleared through um, LPL Financial. Um, I do get research from them and many other places, but the opinions I share with you are, are those of my own. All right. Uh, plenty to talk about, but I want to make sure we don't forget, you have a big event coming up. Yes, thank you, Dave. Tomorrow we have at the Madonna Inn, uh, we have a lunch and a dinner. Uh, it's the same event. Um, I've got myself speaking on the Secure 2.0 Act, which we touched base a little bit on last, last time we spoke. I have uh, Tom Epcarian, CPA, who will be speaking on advanced tax planning strategies with regards to real estate depreciation, cost segregation, and so on. And then I've also got CNL Securities discussing an investment plan or an investment uh, platform available um, that can allow investors to go from real property into the liquid markets as a 1031 exchange without a taxable consequence. So for investors that have highly appreciated or highly depreciated real estate, this might be a good conversation for them to hear about. Um, we are filling up pretty much here, but I could squeeze a couple more people in either on the lunch at 11 to 1 tomorrow or the dinner from 6 to 8 p.m. tomorrow. They so, just need to call my office. And what's the fee? How much does it cost me to attend? There's no fee, Dave. This is a complimentary program to invite investors to get to know us better, show them some good investment ideas and some planning strategies in the hopes that if there's a good match, we can get off the ground together. So how do they sign up? They need to call the office at 805-295-6555. Repeat that there number. Are some, Repeat that number, yeah, please. 805 Sure. 805-295-6555. There is some minimum requirements. Investors need to have either 70000 in income and 70000 in liquid assets or, or, or more, or more than 250000 in liquid assets. That's not my requirement, but that's the requirement for this type of investment. So as long as they can meet those qualifiers, they're eligible to join us. So I can show up. I have that. Come join us. Yeah. You never know. Uh, one last time on the phone number, Joe. 
805-295-6555. Leave a message, and either we'll call them uh, right back or they'll give a call back today if they call. Come and have lunch or dinner at the Madonna Inn <laughs> with Joe Brittingham. All right. How, mm-hmm. uh, before we talk about the Fed, I always start off by asking you how the stock market went today. Yeah, it was a bit wild ride here this morning, but it ended up kind of flat in terms of the value side or the Dow Jones. Uh, but the tech market was up about 2%. And year-to-date, the Dow is up about 3%. The S&P is up about 7%. The NASDAQ is up almost 13%. So we had a very strong January. So we're off to a good start for the year. Yeah, so far this is a, a confirmed uptrend. The NASDAQ's been up for four consecutive weeks. We're in the fifth week. I mean, of course, we'll see volatility, pairbacks, things like that. But we certainly are seeing uh, an uptrend at this time. Uh, a little bit of a rotation from energy into technology, it appeared to be here today. And inflation is certainly still the the, the consideration, that, you know, the, the the main concern from the Fed, who met today and raised interest rates well, today by we'll, 25 We'll get there. Points. We'll get there. You're jumping ahead of me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just filling you in. All right. <laughs> so I've got Reuters in front of me. Federal Reserve said today it had turned a key corner in the fight against high inflation, but that victory would still require its benchmark overnight interest rate to be increased further and remain elevated at least through 2023. In announcing its latest Mm -hmm. policy decision, the U.S. Central Bank scaled back to a quarter percentage point rate increase after a year of larger hikes and swept aside in its statement the long list of reasons from war to the pandemic that were driving prices higher to say simply that inflation has eased. So break this down for us, Joe. What happened today with the Fed? Yes. Well, like I said, they raised a quarter interest, a quarter point they raised. Um, they will likely raise again in March, but it is expected that they will begin, um, they will stop those raises here sometime early this year. As far as what the Fed's comments are, they're stating that they won't be raising rates through 23, but the markets are anticipating some differences there. Some, even as early as July of this year, expect the Fed to start easing. Um, they did use the word disinflationary. Uh, Jerome Powell used that word a couple, you know, more than one time today. Disinflationary, which is slowing inflation, um, but it's it's still like right now, it's descending. Right, we we peaked out last year, and inflation is starting to come down. So their policies are having a positive impact in that regard. But it's going to take time, as we discussed before. And um, but it, you know, there's some optimism there based on the fact that inflation is cooling. Um, According to this article, the peak was nearly 7% last June. The Fed's preferred measure of inflation was 5% in December, still well above its 2% target, but heading steadily in the right Mm -hmm. direction. Yes, 2% would be where they're aiming to get the sustainable trend for inflation, and we're still quite a ways away from that. So I don't think that we'll be having any discussion about cutting interest rates until they're seeing real progress toward that number. Uh, the article also says important segments of the economy, including broad segments of the service sector, have yet to see inflation slow. While a high level of job openings and still strong wage increases show the labor market was extremely tight. 
Yes, the unemployment is at a 50-year low, Dave, right now. So that's, you know, hard to see how we would have recession in that kind of environment. Um, but, you know, obviously the Fed, I think if, if they had it their way, would avoid a recession, just see this inflation get maintained and brought into a more sustainable channel through their interest rate hikes. But I would expect at some point that we will see rates come down again. Currently, the Fed fund rate is now between 45 and four and three quarters percent. On the Stolberg Tatum text line, a listener has a question for Mr. Brittingham. Would Joe please address the role of excess profits and bonuses and stock buybacks in the overall role of contributing to the inflation situation? Um, that's interesting question. I haven't really factored that in as a major contributor at this time. I, I think the the... The conditions that we've seen globally post uh, COVID has a, a lot more to do with it. I mean, you know, there's a good economist from years ago, Dave. His name was Friedman. I don't know if you've seen videos on him, but he talks about inflation as this kind of a silent tax, as kind of a hidden tax, right? It's, it's government spending that creates this inflationary trend, right? And ultimately. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of something that's kind of a hidden tax, right? I mean, somebody has to pay that bill, and it comes out in the way of inflation. Sure. Now, post-COVID, as I understand it, there was, you know, a lot of money printed, right? Because we can just print money. That's inflationary. And I believe 40% up there about that number of all the dollars in existence were printed post so it stands to reason that we're seeing spikes in, in this inflation. Um, now, it's cooling, uh, and I think that it's, getting, it's going in the right direction. The markets are reflecting that, and ultimately, I think that um, today was a positive day. All right. It's always positive when we're in conversation with Joe Brittingham. Joe, what's that website, please? <laughs> BrittinghamFinancialGroup.com. All right. We'll come back and pick up the conversation. I'm Dave Congleton on AM 920, FM 96.5, News Talk, KVEC. Four twenty on News Talk nine twenty KVC. Dave Congleton in conversation. With Joe Brittingham from the Brittingham Financial Group. Joe, for folks just tuning in, let's remind them about how they can have lunch or dinner tomorrow at the Madonna Inn. Yes, yes. So tomorrow from eleven to one, we have a lunch program. The same program will be held at dinner from six to eight p.m. at the Madonna Inn tomorrow. I will be speaking on the Secure 2.0 Act and some of the changes with regards to retirement contributions, Roth IRAs, RMDs, required distributions, et cetera. Um, I have CF, uh, CPA Tom Apkarian, who will be speaking on advanced planning strategies for real estate investors in terms of cost segregation. Uh, we'll also have an investment uh, presentation with regards to uh, the possibility of moving from real property highly appreciated or depreciated into the liquid markets as a 1031 exchange without a tax consequence. So I'm very excited about this program, and we do have some modest seating available. To get involved, it would need to be confirmed with me, and that would be at 805-295-6555. And you're going to repeat so that number. Would like to, yeah. Repeat yeah, the number. 
295-6555. All right, and if you have a question for Joe now, you can call in or text in at 805-543-8830, and Joe would be happy to answer that. You started off in the last segment talking about how we're off to a good start this year and January was a good month. What part of January worked? Meaning what performed well? Yeah, well, you know, growth investment style favored value. Uh, international showed some strength. Small caps showed some strength. So some areas of the market that represent better valuations right now um, have all really worked well in January. It was a very strong January, and, uh, you know, we don't see – I think it's the best opening since 2019 here in terms of January goes. And there's a rule of thumb. There's no guarantee. But, you know, the general rule of thumb is as January goes, so goes the year. Really? So I think that would, well, that's, there's a high correlation with, there's a high correlation with the very first day of the year in January. And then there's a high correlation with January and how the year turns out. So it wouldn't surprise me to continue to see um, some upward channeling in some of these areas. Uh, it's interesting because uh, driving to work today, I was listening to the news, and they talked about all the layoffs happening in the tech industry. How are things going with mm-hmm. tech? Well, tech had a real good January, and there's been, like I said, four consecutive weeks of, of uptrend there and, and possibly fifth if we do well this week. Um, so the, the the style has favored favored that. You know, you have to remember, if, if companies are laying people off, that's going to be you know attributed to the bottom line at some point. So it's all about earnings. When it comes to you know stocks in the market and and how the market is generally doing, um, but there's been some recent strength there. I don't expect it to be without some pullbacks, but it's encouraging what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Anything happening overseas that we should mention, Joe? Well, I mean, I think the international markets, in terms of developed international stocks, they have been subdued for some time, and we're seeing some uh, interest in that space. Um, some of the models that I've been reviewing are, are making some rotations over to developed international. Um, again, this is not blanket advice for, for investors. Observations I'm making, and ultimately investors should be sitting one-on-one, ideally, with, with someone that can help them. All right, uh, let's take a question. Let's take a call, rather, for Mr. Brittingham. Here is uh, Gary in Pisbo on KVEC. Hi, Gary. Hey, hi, Dave. Hi, Joe. Hi, Gary. I had a quick question. I'll take my answer off the air. Um, It seems like the interest rate hikes now and possibly in the next couple of months are going to further cool the housing market and auto sales. Would you agree, Joe? And I'll take my answer off the air. All right, Gary, thank you. Good question. What do you say, Joe? Yeah, um, obviously rates going up is going to slow down any kind of loans that we're going to have interest. Um, We've had such a low interest rate environment for so long it's not surprising to see how real estate valuations have really shot up. So I would expect to see some cooling there. Absolutely. Hmm. And so what are you looking for this year? Now that we're, now that we have a good start in January, what are you going to be watching for next, Joe? Well, I mean, the business as usual, Dave, I mean, if you're asking me like what I'm looking to invest in, the, the game doesn't change that much in terms of, what I like to, to do in terms of staying with highest quality investments possible, having a long-term outlook so that we can not be really driven by the wind back and forth in terms of our portfolio, but having a real staying 
mentality with those good quality investments and then to be reasonably diversified so that no, no matter what happens, there's nothing in there that creates a catastrophic risk. Those investment principles have worked very well for investors. Um, I do think that, like I said, there's, there's some interest that I'm seeing in small caps and developed international. I think technology is a very interesting place. At some point, interest rates will cool and that will be good for them. Um, for those investors that don't like paying taxes, for the first time in a long time, tax rebonds are, are you know, given yields that I think are really attractive. And the equivalent of those yields, depending on their tax bracket, can be significantly high, uh, but higher than what they're getting on their taxable. Are you watching for anything from the Fed in the next six months? Well, obviously, all, all eyes will be on the Fed. You know, when they will stop raising interest rates, what their language will be, you know, they... The word, the whole world kind of like hangs on to every word that the Fed says. And so if they're using the pace of interest rate hikes versus the, uh, the length of time that they're going to be raising rates, I mean, the, the, the market's going to interpret these things. Um, I believe that they'll, they'll stop raising rates here sooner than later. And at some point, they're going to reverse their policy from a more hawkish position to a more dovish position. And they're, they have a dual mandate, mandate, Dave, right? Maximum employment and, and price stability. You know, employment is 50-year high right now, you know? Um, so price stability, the inflation, that's what they have to manage. And there's a little bit of economic fallout that comes from that. But I, I feel like they're, what their policies are doing is working very well in the markets. All right, Joe, we got about 45 seconds. One last reminder about tomorrow, please. Yes, tomorrow, lunch, 11 to 1, dinner, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Madonna Inn. Um, we would need a call, and you would need to have a confirmation return call, which would happen tonight um, or at the latest tomorrow morning. That's 805-295-6555. Again, that's 805-295-6555. Joe Brittingham, two shows at the Madonna Inn. I love it. This is like Vegas. <laughs> I'm not sure I like that analogy, but it's like know, what Vegas. we do, will do is have a very nice inter- go over question, tax updates. There's lots of information that's new, fresh off the, the fryer. So we look forward to inviting any of your guests that, that will qualify for that program. It's dinner and a show. All right, Joe. Good job. Thanks for joining us. Have fun tomorrow. Thanks, Dave. All right, off we go. News, traffic, weather, our friends from the symphony are up next. Stay with us. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.